Yeah. Yo. 50 years of hip hop. 50 years of hip hop from Listener Power, KEXP. What's going on, y'all? This is 50 Years of Hip Hop. I'm your host, Larry Mizell Jr. This week, we're kicking it back in 1984. To be honest, this is such a pivotal year in hip hop. You really couldn't pick one artist to focus on or one moment. That year was full of foundational albums and huge cultural moments from the likes of Run DMC, Houdini, The Roxanne Wars, and a whole lot more. We're going to try to bottle up the magic from 1984 and hash it out right now. And I say we, because I'm joined by KEXP DJs, Supreme LaRock and Vitamin D. So just thinking back in 1984, think about what was going on at the time. We had Purple Rain. Crack was really booming. Ronald Reagan got a second term. Marvin Gaye's dad shot him. There was somebody in L.A. whose family had died at the Jim Jones thing. He lived next to the 49th Street Elementary and unloaded all these kids with an AR. I never heard about that. 1984 was a wild year. That's crazy. But every year in America is wild. Every day. Every day. Every second. Every day. Um, what was going on with y'all in 1984? If you think back, I mean, for me, I was just a kid having fun. No doubt. You know, I mean, it wasn't nothing too crazy yet. I guess I wasn't old enough to start getting crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm still riding my bike, listening to music. I remember, especially back then, like watching night flight videos. Yes. And that's when, like, I saw a rock box. Stuff like that. I mean, that was a great year. You know, Fat Boys. Now there was just one day that I will never forget. I got jail for something that I'll always regret. Houdini. Friends. How many of us have them? Friends. Ones we can depend on. I know for me, I still play a lot of those songs. Obviously, like, um, you know, over history, there's still tons of underground stuff, too, that wasn't. That was still popping, but not in the mainstream. Like fresh three MCs, a lot of the stuff on profile and independent labels are independent releases. Looks like Crash Crew came out that year. We came here tonight to go down and spread the word all around town. Yeah, man, that was the Crash Crew. I remember. People were looking for something different, and then that Crash Crew wasn't it, from what I remember. Yeah, that really album didn't really resonate with me till years later. You know what else was popping for me back then since I was in L.A.? I got vivid memories of just taping K-Day and waiting for my favorite song to come on without without somebody talking over the segue, you know what I mean? From Technohop Records and Tapes, also distributed by McCullough Records, it's Ice being in LA, man, it was about that techno rap, like Boogie Down Bronx. And if you phone the Bronx and you hear the sound, come on, everybody, boogie down, boogie down. One for the treble. David DMX, that one was, that's probably my favorite thing out at the moment. One for the treble, two for the bass. Come on, David D, let's rock this place. That was that sound, and then the electro hip hop, the fact, like, what people do for money and. Freaking uh, Egypt, uh, what was the DJ if you can't scratch and all that. I, that was my favorite stuff around there. And then 
It seemed like every R&B record had a robot, like, right. <laughs> on that joint. They had the vocal. Yeah, the vocoder was big. <laughs> come to my so 1984, we definitely had the electro hip hop defining sound on the West Coast. I've heard people refer to it as like, uh, like aerobics rap. You know what I mean? Because you always had the craft work, heavy breathing going on and everything. So of course you had Electric Lover, or excuse me, Egyptian Lover, uh, 1984. And Supreme, you just went to his birthday party, right? I did, it was amazing. The energy was crazy. It literally brought me back to 84. Wow. Like in the, the thing about it, when I was looking around, only a couple people had their phones out. Mm. Like that whole crowd was living in the moment. They were in the moment, man. It was amazing. And it's funny too, because that crowd were probably some of the people that had the first cell phones. Right, of course. With a huge case. So like that kind of electro rap style, was that was that something that sounded strange to you at all? No, nah, it didn't sound strange. It was just a little different, you know, but I liked it all. And I mean, yeah. I liked Kraftwerk when I heard Kraftwerk. No doubt. Right. Look at um, World Class Wrecking Crew. Or even mix a lot. They all wanted to be Prince. They were they wearing did. lace and makeup and all that shit. Well, to me, they wanted to be a mix of them and Soul Sonic Force, because really it's all fake Planet Rock at the end of the day. Right, but it all came from Kraftwerk. Exactly. But, you know, I didn't know the Kraftwerk until later. You know what I'm right. saying? I heard Planet Rock and that was it for me. I was like, okay. Prince influence was, was real, 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 real strong. Ah, very strong. Does I don't think it gets talked about quite enough. So that was kind of like a vibe on the West Coast, but in 1984 you had Run DMC and you had Houdini with Escape. So we gotta talk about Larry Smith, of who course. produced those records. Very underrated. Nobody ever talks about Larry Smith. Definitely one of the most original producers. He totally changed the sound of hip hop with the joints he was doing, especially with Run DMC. But that Houdini record, of course, is crazy and still sounds amazing. When I when I hear the joints from that record on the radio and they come on, I'm just like transported back every time. It doesn't sound outdated. You know, it takes me back. I still play those records. Like I still play them to this day. We got to talk about Thomas Dolby as well. But, you know, he did what uh, Magic's want. How long have they been rocking like this? Well, rapping's always been around. Well, it's just that. It's big time now. We did the first Houdini stuff. And then, you know, later on, Mob Deep or Alchemist and sampled him. Like, he was dope, too. And he's like along them craft work lines. You know, electro funk. Do you guys have any memories of first hearing that first run DMC record or any joints off of that? I remember it was in every boombox. Like anytime anybody's walking by with a boombox or it was Nissan trucks back then in LA, um, the little mini trucks. Yeah, um, you, you hear a mini truck rolling by, it was either Odini run DMC. And then in my neighborhood, they liked Teeler Rock is yours a lot. That was like a D-Boy song. Jack and mother with them Nissan trucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got any memories about that first run DMC record? Uh, I just remember hearing like uh, it's like that and um, sucker MCs. You sucker MCs. 
ease So take it that and move back Catch a heart attack Because there's nothing in the world That run the level like a cold chill So 84 is just a transformational year The sounds were changing We were hearing brand new things That were, you know, blowing our minds And making us rethink the culture and the genre I think Sucker MCs really gets a lot of credit for being that dividing line. Yeah, that's kind of when it split up. Do you remember the first time you heard it? I was, I can, I remember it vividly, actually, low-key, man. I used to play for Darby Park basketball uh, team. And uh, after the game, you get out the gym and there's just like a little parking lot. And there'll be the lowriders and all that up in there. And um, that beat was blaring out the back of this Jeep. And they had the top down and the doors off. And they kept rewinding it over and over and over again. Supreme, do you remember your first hearing Sucker MC? Yeah, I bought it. I used to go in the store and I just, I didn't really know records, but I knew that label profile. I knew, it seems like everything they put out is dope. And so I just bought it blindly. I didn't know what it was. It's like, you know, two bucks. And I got home and heard it. And I loved it as soon as I heard it. Well, wow, what a surprise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they were big records. You go to the school day after when those came on, like everybody went to the floor. For sure. That yeah. stab at the beginning. Just, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that little breakdown. And then when he, oh, God. Like, yeah. man, that was that was crazy, bro. That really brought kind of the aesthetic of hardness to hip-hop production. Maybe something you associated with it in the beginning, but I feel like we had that live band kind of disco feeling still going on. We did. It was live instru- instruments and then before drum machines. Right. Rap before drum machines. Mm-hmm. 84, they broke them drum machines out, man. They had everyone, 808s, DMXs, Lindrums, like, they, and I was all for the smoke, man. Even, I even like DJ Scratch. I I, I can't listen to it now, oh, no, but, the- man, that, that hook, bro, kills me, but. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but the, when that joint came out, though, that, man, that beat, I used to love that. Just rock to the rhythms of the Curtis Blow. Just shake y'all, just shake your butt, because AJ is going to cut it. Yeah, that was that was Ooh, that, yeah. that was the Roxanne Roxanne too, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, my name is Roxanne. I don't say no. I just a cold rock a party and I do this show. Yeah, the Roxanne Wars, Roxanne's Revenge, nineteen eighty four. That's a huge moment in hip hop. Huge. New York people hate hated that because it was like, oh man, the dancers got a hit record. Like they dancers, man. What like I don't care what nothing what New York say though. Kango Kid was my idol. Have we seen anything like that before or since in hip hop? I feel like in like maybe in, in in early like rock and roll and those kind of records, like 50s and 60s, you would have those kind of like response records, you know, novelty kind of joints. But I don't think we've had anything like the Roxanne phenomenon happen where everybody's got to have their take and their com- I guess TikTok is kind of, when you think about it, yeah, right. it's like a nonstop Roxanne. Hey, then you got to remember the Jamaicans ever stopped doing that. Somebody put out a high record, man. Everybody got that same beat and their take on it. Like, And they're battling maybe the the last person who did it. Absolutely. You already know. <laughs> yeah, when you think about it, that's, that's... Roxanne is a cultural precedent for a whole lot of things that came after. That kind of ongoing commentary, beat Jack, 
kind of uh, battle phenomenon that continues. So we also had Fat Boys that year. Yes. The Disco 3. The Disco 3. I want to say this was their last dope effort, and after that, it went all downhill and started being wipeout and all that weird stuff, right? Right, yeah. 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 Can you feel it? Oh, that's so dope. I wanted to go back to the impact of Jam On It. Jam On It! And Jam On It strikes me because even for the records that was coming out in 1984, that's a weird, weird sounding record. All the little boinks. That, that, that record's amazing. That, uh, first time I heard it was I was at Skate King. And I remember it came on and that bass line kicked in. I'm like, oh, what is this shit? It's like, I was bugging. It feels like you're tripping when you first hear it. It comes in with some rain clouds, too. I never understood why. Like, <laughs> that was a big thing in 84. Weather was changing, I guess. Man, they like that little thunder sound in the back, right? But you had all the little voices and everything going on in that song. It was yeah, I was going to say, it was dope how um, P-Rock had sampled them voices. Forgot what oh yeah! Ever he used the the voice? Oh yeah, that was so hard. Uh, off the Soul Brother number one track, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That song was everywhere. You wanted to go uh, pop lock battle some dude across town or something? You're bringing that song in the box, bro. Like off top, that one in uh, Boogie Down Bronx, man. Like the, it seemed like they always mixed them two back to back on the traffic jam. Mate. Boogie Down Bronx stayed in my box. I must have played that shit a thousand times in a row. Like, really, man. That, And then they would bring in the Egypt, and, and Egypt, that's the best of the tempo. Then they start bringing in the Soul Sonic Force joints. Uh, Rockberry Jam. Rockberry, all that. Scorpio. Scorpio's one of my favorites, man. Radioactivity. It was sour, but they was rocking that. So looking back on all these things we talked about from 1984, like, has that changed kind of even your perception of 84 in terms of hip hop or made you rethink about it? Because that's a lot of things that was happening that were landmark. Yeah, I never quite thought of it in this perspective, like quantified all of it in one conversation like that. Of course, we talk about the Prince days and all that. And we always separate. Well, I I still separate that from the hip hop stuff because it was just different. Yeah, it's not hip hop. Right, like I'm talking about even the influence. Like I was more, you know, I wanted to dress like Run DMC and them over the them Prince dudes. Them guys yeah, used to kind of get beat up, man. I'm not gonna but, lie. But that's us, though. You know, a lot of people, <laughs> like I said, Exelon wanted to be Prince. Right, right. Hey, they wanted to be Prince. Hey, so did Eddie wearing Sugar Sugar Bear and um, Crow and them guys wanted to be Prince too, man. Right. Prince was getting the girls, man. You couldn't argue right. with that. Nah, you couldn't. Well, thank y'all for uh, exploring 1984 and all of this. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Most definitely. Y'all be easy. All right, be good. Thanks again to Supreme LaRock and Vitamin D for joining me today. You can catch them spinning live at kexp.org. Thanks also to my guy Dusty Henry for engineering assistance and to Roddy Nickmore for audio production. And of course, Huge thanks also to you for supporting and listening to this podcast. I'm Larry Mizell Jr. We'll see you next time on 50 Years of Hip Hop from listener-powered KEXP, where the music matters.